Network presents Football Time. Hey, hey, and welcome to the Football Time Show. We're here for college football week 12. Our man, Dynamite David, is with us. Coming straight out of Club Dynamite today. Are you ready to get into some college football for week 12, Dynamite? I'm ready for it. Season's wrapping up. Things are uh, getting exciting. Stuff's starting to fall in place. Uh, One week until rivalry weekend. Yeah, uh... This is sort of a medium week here. Uh, a lot of, you know, uh, big, big point spreads in a lot of matchups. But uh, there are some good matchups. A, a couple of really big uh, sort of small school matchups that are going to be fun to get into as well. But, uh, you know, we'll kick things off here and we'll kick things off, uh, you know, kind of a, a matchup that I think everybody thought uh, was going to be exciting Uh Turns out uh, one's a super dud and one has played bad all year long but only has one loss in Iowa State and uh, Oklahoma here. Iowa State coming off a, another uh, pretty bad week, uh, losing to Texas Tech. So um, this goes about three and a half for Oklahoma. I, I'm, I want to take Iowa State here because they've been so dominant over Oklahoma, especially against the stri- spread uh, recently, but... Uh, I just don't know if I can quite make myself do that. I'm curious your take on the uh, Oklahoma-Iowa State game here. Well, the good news is is Iowa State's not playing for a Big 12 championship. So I don't know if you saw that interview. If he was in an SEC school, he would have been eaten alive by now. <laughs> but uh, I, I, I'd have to lean Oklahoma here. Uh, just – but – I mean, really, both of these schools are kind of in the same position, just really been limping through the season all year. And, uh, uh, I mean, really, I'm not going to make a play here just because I I can't tell uh, between – really, honestly, you could – you could put these guys in the same uniforms and, and you wouldn't be able to tell much between the two teams. Yeah, uh, both really disappointing. That's why I think I ended up passing because, you know, yeah. Oklahoma might be 9-1, and one, but I, I think they could very easily just be in the same, you know, record sphere as Iowa State here and be 6-4. and four. Um, You know, both quarterbacks were pretty bad last week for Oklahoma who just basically got beat up by Baylor. It wasn't – you know, the score was closer than what even that made that look. Baylor just dominated that game on both lines of scrimmage. Uh, Caleb Williams was really, really poor. Um, so th- I think that's sort of going to carry over for Oklahoma, who's been so poor all year long, finally got bit with it in that Baylor game. Uh, but I don't know if Iowa State's capable of putting in that performance. I don't think we've seen... Uh, that performance all year long. Every time they've gone up against, you know, anyone with a, a little bit of pushback, uh, they've lost. Other than, uh, I, I guess you could say they, uh, you know, beat up on Texas. But uh, I, I don't know if we're going to preview that. Uh, but uh, they have their own issues in that world. So, uh, you know, it, it's really hard for me. Even though Iowa State has owned this, uh, you know, against the spread record against Oklahoma with uh, Matt Campbell there. Um, I, I just think you probably got to stay away, especially since I thought going in this line would probably be more in the six range than the four range. Uh, but a, a part of me still just wants to nip on that Iowa State uh, uh, 
football team right here, uh, thinking Oklahoma maybe goes super in the tank these last couple games. All right, uh, let's go to uh, a fun one out in the ACC. We're going Wake Forest versus Clemson. Um, this one's really, really fun and really interesting. Uh, Clemson, yeah. uh, about a four, four-and-a-half point favorite, four-and-a-half at most places. I really like Wake here. I think Wake will be able to score on, on this Clemson defense, especially with some injuries that uh, Clemson's defense has had. The question is, uh, can Clemson – score on this Wake Forest defense and cover this spread, or can uh, Wake pull this off, pull out a 10-1 season, and ride into this ACC championship game? Um, you know, technically speaking, they aren't theoretically out of the playoff mix either if they win all the way out. So, uh, it, you know, uh, it could be an interesting game overall. Yeah, I'm excited to see this. I think this game is... play um a little bit better so that's exciting uh they seem to have found their offense a little bit uh the past few weeks so uh, i think it's going to be a shootout and it's like you said i think wake forest has the edge when it comes to a shootout yeah i i think so um my worry would be if you're on the wake forest side is clemson has seemed to have found their running game you mentioned it a little bit and the way wake has defended if clemson can sort of just keep the possessions uh low uh, in this game, Wake probably won't be able to open up that offense like it has been and get into that 40s because uh, I'm assuming they probably will have to be in and around 38 to 45 points to win this game. Um, and I don't know if this game yeah. will placate uh, to them getting that many possessions um, in this game. So I, I really like Wake here, but uh, that would be my nervous spot on the Clemson side of things that they just sort of, uh, you know, five yards – five yards first down you know every drive and it limits yeah. this game to maybe a you know a couple possession a game a half and even if wake is efficient like they've been on offense they've you know scored three out of four times in each one and then they aren't quite getting in that uh scoring range that i think but uh overall do you have a a, a like on one of these sides uh i i haven't picked this one yet but i'm, I'm leaning wake for sure uh just like you said, I, I don't know, uh, even if Clemson can score, I don't know if they're going to score as frequently as, as Wake can. You know, Clemson may be, you know, scoring one out of every three possessions where Wake is two out of three or three out of four, like you said. Yeah, that should be interesting. All right, the uh, big one in the Big Ten, um, Michigan State uh, versus Ohio State. Uh, this one sits at 19. I, I, I'm curious your thoughts on this one, um, you know, I think initial reaction when you see 19, you probably are like, wow, Michigan State's getting a lot. But you really think about this. You think about uh, Michigan State's poor pass defense. Um, you know, if I had to lean one way or the other, I, I'm probably going to skip this game. I think the, there's a very, very big chance Ohio State uh, rolls this one up and uh, puts it on Michigan State pretty hard here uh, with that poor pass defense of Michigan State. Yeah, my gut reaction here is is to take Michigan State, but then, you know, I, I've stopped to think about it because, you know, 19 points is a lot for two teams separated by, I think, two spots in the in the playoff committee's rankings. So uh, just, I, you, you know, you look at it and you think, wow, they don't respect Michigan State at all. But then when you really look at the play style and how these teams have performed, 
you really can't trust this Michigan State defense against this Ohio State offense. Uh, you know, it's, it seems like everything Ohio State does good is exactly what Michigan State struggles uh, to handle. So I, I, I definitely lean Ohio State here, but I, I'm not going to really make a play on this. Uh, just, I, you know, it, it's going to fall probably right around the spread. Uh, and, and it depends on how much Michigan State fights. You know, uh, that, that coach has got to earn his contract now, so we'll see. Yeah, I, I'm curious if, if this gets into a shootout. Can Michigan State win that style of football game getting into a shootout? Uh, they've sort of won games dirtying things up and covering up uh, their defense, but not really getting out of, into shootout, making a key play here or there. If, if this goes shootout, it's the over-under total sits at 68.5. So, I mean, I think they're thinking shootout here. Uh, can Michigan State win that type of ball game here, or it, just too many weapons for Ohio State? They will be more efficient scoring the football. I think it's similar to your analysis of the Wake Clemson game. You know, uh, Michigan State's going to want to have long, uh, drawn out possessions, long, uh, many, many uh, drives with a lot of plays. Uh, you know, you're looking 10 plus play drives uh, just to kind of take the air out of the ball a little bit and, and keep this one close. I think if they, they do that, they probably stay within the 19, but even still, I like Ohio State to win this game. Yeah, if you could send Oregon's defense over, I, I'd, I, I'd put a little bit more uh, love on Michigan State's side of things, but I. Uh, I just don't know if they can hold up. Uh, they do have that, you know, running style that, uh, you know, Ohio State struggled with uh, versus Oregon and, and versus some other teams, uh, you know, so far this year. But uh, I just don't know if they have the uh, defense that is, you know, capable of uh, sort of bothering Stroud. Uh, when he's shown he's gotten pressure, he's been bothered. Uh, but yeah. I, I think guys are going to be flying so wide open that uh, it probably won't matter so much. I think if you're making a play on this game, I think you probably just got to eat it and take those 19 points for Ohio State uh, just based on the uh, sort of uh, defensive liabilities that is Michigan State. But uh, they, they have their chance to sort of prove themselves uh, here, Michigan State. They've gotten a little bit screwed over in the rankings. I, I found it hilarious that the other day when they were they saying, keep... when you look at the metrics, I was like, oh, well, okay, look at the metrics, but they played head-to-head. -head. Uh, <laughs> you can't look at metrics either in college football all that much. Nobody plays the same schedule, you know. You could you could play terrible teams for, you know, 11 games and have great offensive metrics, and then you play one good defensive team. It's it's just it's not the same looking metrics in. NFL to college football. All right, let's go to Texas first West Virginia. That that aforementioned uh Texas Longhorns West Virginia uh uh matchup uh Texas uh, this is going badly uh, quickly here. Um, now four and six. Um, they have to win out to get to a bowl game. I don't know if they will do this. I will say uh, I saw this number, and I was a little bit shocked that uh, West Virginia was a two-and-a-half-point favorite. I, I think coming in, I was hoping maybe West Virginia would get that plus at home on the nooner, and I could get a, a little bit of an advantage here. Do not uh, – that Kansas game sort of ruined that uh, here. But uh, I'm curious your take on Texas-West Virginia here. So one thing we've talked about the past couple of years is, you know, we always like the West Virginia nooner uh, when those guys have 
anything I'm looking at other than that that four point spread is like, hey, West Virginia's got this. But something in the back of my mind thinks that this will just be the one Texas gets, uh, simply because everything I'm thinking thinks is is I should take West Virginia. So I'm I'm <laughs> I'm kind of going against my logic here. Uh, but I, I have to lean Texas here. I think I like getting four. Uh, that's a big number right there. Uh, even though it is a road game at West Virginia, you know, Texas has been hot and cold. There's been times they look good that, you know, they get up on guys, they can't finish games. Uh, but West Virginia has been pretty hot and cold too. So, uh, like I said, you know, this could come out and just be exactly the way the rest of the season's gone for Texas and they will drop this one too. But I like them getting points, honestly. Yeah, I think that's why I just just had to do the cross-off here. I don't know if West Virginia present possesses the offense uh, that can really, uh, you know, break down this uh, Texas Longhorns defense. Um, You know, that being said, they gave up 50 to Kansas um, last week. And while I I think we all respect Lance Leopold, it wasn't like Kansas was throwing up uh, 30s uh, every week so far this season. So, you know, I I just don't know what I'm getting out of this West Virginia team. You you mentioned their hot and coldness. Uh, We were both on them on that Iowa State you know, game uh, a couple weeks ago. Then they follow that up with getting drubbed by Oklahoma State at home 24-3. And then they get drubbed by uh, Kansas State 34-17. And even that 34-17 was sort of being kind in that game. Uh, They were pretty much out of it from the start of that game. Uh, I just don't think that would lead me to take West Virginia. But uh, from what I've seen from Texas, um, you know, the last – three to four weeks. Um, I, I just don't know if you could trust taking them. Uh, you know, getting just mauled by Iowa State and then having Iowa State come the next week and get beat by a Texas Tech team who doesn't even have a coach and then, you know, losing to Baylor, losing to Oklahoma State, losing to Oklahoma, then that terrible loss to Kansas. I read something where Texas has been up seven points in every game this season. And yet somehow his four and six. And uh, I, I think that probably just sums up the Sark experience uh, in a whole. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I can't take West Virginia, but uh, I probably am not going to touch uh, Texas uh, the rest of the season. So that one's just a, a stay away uh, overall for me on that. Uh, but I am curious to see if Texas uh, could sort of right this ship or to see how bad it gets because I'd be very curious uh, at what point does the uh, record reach – yeah, uh, the record reach where they start talking $20 million buyout for first-year Sark there. Uh, you know, I mean, there's there's a lot of money there. I could see it happening. I mean, especially if he loses out. Uh, I haven't looked ahead to see who they play this last week of the season. Uh, so, I mean, anything can happen in, in college football. It's nuts, uh, some of the decisions that are made with that money. Yeah. All right, uh, let's move to the one of the – I think it's your and I, one of our favorite games on the weekend, uh, UAB, uh, UTSA. Uh, the, they're calling it the uh, biggest game in uh, Roadrunners history here. Uh, 10-0, and 0, uh, UT San Antonio, 7-3 and 3, UAB. Uh, they're matching up. This will be for the uh, essentially the division title. Now, they each got a game next week, uh, but uh, I think both these teams have shown uh, – this will be uh, the decider for the division title. On this side, looks like Western Kentucky probably going to come out of the other side. Uh, 
really great job that coach did with them as they, you know, had that massive tough schedule at start. And I think they started something out like uh, two and four, two and five, and they were able to right the ship and uh, just sort of beat up on once they got into the easier part of the schedule. Uh, but I think we both think these are probably the two top teams in this conference going head to head here. Uh, I, I know you've been a big Roadrunners fan all year long. Oh, yeah. Uh, four and a half point favorites here. Uh, can they pull this off? Can they beat the, uh, I, I probably call them, they've been the most consistent team in uh, Conference USA the last handful of years. Uh, can they beat the uh, UAB Blazers here uh, by four and a half points? I think it's going to happen. Now, a lot of that's probably my heart talking here just because I fell in love with this uh, UTSA team. But uh, I just I love the way they run the ball. Uh, I think their rushing attacks probably one of the best in the country. And uh, UAB, you know, that they, they've been OK. You know, they've been taking care of business kind of like they do, but they really haven't impressed me in many of their games. Uh, whereas UTSA is just I think they've they've, uh, you know, covered against the spread i think eight times this year so they've been really good to make some money off of and uh i like them again this week yeah uh i'm a little bit torn on this one i i think my heart lies with ut san antonio uh but my brain is telling me you're giving me plus on uh uab at four and a half in a situation that uab is in has been in numerous times uh you know like i said this is the biggest game in UT San Antonio history. So do they start to buckle under a little bit of that pressure? You know, I I think this is where, you know, UAB having some losses probably helps them out. They're under no pressure to try to ride this out and go, you know, and have an undefeated season where UT San Antonio, uh, you know, this one, uh, two more, they're on an undefeated season. So uh, I'm really curious how this is going to play out. College football playoff, UTSA. I, I I would. This is why we need to expand it up because I, I it would be fun to have these guys in here, would it not? I like have UT San Antonio play in Notre Dame in a first round game. How fun would that be? That'd be awesome. You know, maybe they get killed. Okay, they get killed. They go away. Notre Dame goes on and gets killed by Georgia or Alabama or Ohio State. Uh, you know, uh, but it's a fun weekend uh, to see if UT San Antonio can, uh, hey, you know, win that uh, first round matchup. UTSA is is to Notre Dame as to what Notre Dame is to those SEC schools. I mean, yeah. it's just like you said. I mean, I think the separation of, of talent and uh, experience is the same there. Yeah, definitely so, you know. Uh, all right. Uh, this one's an interesting one because I thought this spread was, well, just way too huge. Um now, you know, there is some still some questions with the quarterback's health, uh, but I, I think they rested the quarterback last week versus Notre Dame uh, purposely so they could have him in this game and uh, try yeah. to get into that ACC title game. Yeah. Um, you know, Virginia-Pittsburgh, 14-and-a-half for Pittsburgh. Uh, you know, I, that just seems like a whole lot of points. Uh, for Virginia team, who I think's offense has been uh, just as impressive and just as uh, potent. Uh, you know, I, I hear all this talk about, you know, Pickett, but I, I think the Virginia quarterback's been just as good as he has if you watch these games. So uh, I don't think there's that much separating these two teams. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, maybe there is. I, I'm curious your take on it. Yeah, if... 
I, you know, if, if Brendan Armstrong plays, I think 14 and a half is a tremendous number and I'm taking that all day. I haven't made a play on this yet because uh, last I saw he was still questionable, but we know how these college schools are. They keep that really close to the vest until, until day of game. So, uh, I definitely look for that line to move a lot if they announce that he's healthy and playing. It'll probably drop under 10 at that point. Uh, but both of these teams score a lot. Uh, it'll be a back-and-forth game, uh, really quick touchdowns. Uh, look at a lot of the overlines here. Uh, first quarter, first half, <laughs> you're going to be uh, back and forth. It'll be interesting how many punts there are in this game, if any. Yeah. Um, but you know, fourteen and a half for the for the division. Real essentially, this game is for the division for uh, to win and go to the championship game. So uh, that's just that's a lot of points for a, that's what's going to be a really hard fought emotional game. Yeah, definitely so. I I think the play is easily Virginia if the quarterback plays. I'm assuming he's going to play. I mean, there were rumors last week they had fitted him for like a flak jacket and he was going to play in the Notre Dame game. Uh, so running backs that last week too. So yeah, uh, you know. So uh, I. If they, yeah, I, I think they purposely like made a yeah. decision last week that, you know, we just got to punt this Notre Dame game, get our guys healthy, let's try to win this ACC because uh, I think, you know, uh, they're just as dangerous as Wake. Wake and them played a really entertaining game. I, I think it was about six weeks ago on uh, Thursday or Friday night football. Uh, I think we were both talking about that one, uh, you know, uh, when that one went down. And it, it's just, I think Virginia, if they can pull this off, uh, has just as good a shot as, uh, you know, the other couple teams left in there uh, to win that ACC. So I think they made that decision last week. Uh, so they put themselves in position this week uh, to win this one. So uh, 14 and a half just seemed like an awful lot in this game. So really, really curious how uh, this one plays out. And if the quarterback plays, uh, I think it... It, it could easily uh, be Virginia, especially from what we've seen, you know, from Pittsburgh's defense. You know, I, I know Virginia's defense hasn't been all, uh, you know, wonderful, but it, it's not like Pitt has uh, been shutting teams down. They got lit up by Tennessee. Uh, they got beat up by Miami. Uh, they got beat up uh, by Western Michigan, who uh, yep. I don't think has won a game since and has been dying in the MAC uh, since then. So, you know, I, I see no reason why Virginia can't easily go in there and win this one. All right, let's go to a big one in the SEC. Arkansas, Alabama, 20-and-a-half-point spread. Uh, interesting game here. Uh, I... I you know, a part of me wants thinks this is too many points uh, for uh, Alabama here. I, I kind of like the 20-and-a-half on Arkansas. I don't really think they will be in position to win this, but uh, I, I do think, you know, Arkansas's defense can contain Alabama a little bit. Yeah, if you go back to last year's game, it was Mac Jones' worst passing game. Now, I don't know how much you bring into that, but, uh, you know, they seem to struggle versus Arkansas defense. Uh, Alabama's offense definitely hasn't been as explosive. Um, I'm curious if they try to figure out more and more of the running game in this this one, uh, thinking they need it for uh, Auburn, Georgia, and maybe a, a run in the playoffs if they get there. So, you know, how aggressive are they going to be passing the ball? And I just think Arkansas can stick around in this one on a 20-and-a-half-point spread. I, I'm curious your take here. Well, I, uh, you know, I think really the story of the game is going to be uh, Arkansas's lack of ability to go over the top on Alabama. I think Alabama's going to really uh, pressure this uh, quarterback into making mistakes. And, uh, you know, I... 
I, I really just can't take that spread. I think Alabama is going to dominate. That's just my opinion. But uh, I just think Arkansas is going to really struggle against this Alabama defense who's going to, uh, you know, with their athletic linebackers, they're going to play up tight, uh, rush this quarterback. And uh, I see I see a couple interceptions coming this way that uh, could lead to some points for Bama. Yeah, you mentioned it. I, th- I think that's where the scary part of this come. Uh, how much can Arkansas score on this Alabama defense? How much can they create? Uh, especially if they get, you know, a little bit behind the down and distance. If they can't get those, uh, you know, nice early option runs uh, to put themselves in uh, second and third and short, uh, can they move the ball? Now, I will say, you know, Alabama struggled with Florida and uh, a similar uh, like, uh, you know, option attack and running quarterback uh, here. So maybe uh, they can find a way to sort of grind out some yards. Now, I think Alabama's defense is a little bit more experienced and, uh, you know, a little bit more prepared uh, for that than they were in that Florida game, especially after they got up so big and then uh, sort of had to turn things, uh, you know, uh, back on after they seem to have shut things down. But uh, I, I do think this Arkansas defense can hold the Alabama offense in check, and if you could do that, then, you know, you, you can sort of stay in these games. I don't know if they have the capabilities of winning it uh, by any chance, but I do think they could stay uh, in and around that 20-point uh, range in this one. Um, next up, Southern Miss Cincinnati. Uh, uh, Southern Methodist, not Southern Miss. Uh Though uh, the way this is going, Cincinnati might have a close game with Southern Miss uh, as well. Uh, but Southern Methodist, Cincinnati, 11-point spread here. Um, basically, I don't think Cincinnati's covered a spread since the Notre Dame game. Um, and they've uh, somehow uh, managed to make things much, much harder on themselves than they seem to uh, need to. Um, this is probably the best team they've played other than Notre Dame this season, uh, I, I think SMU is much, much better than Indiana, uh, especially if you've, what you've seen from uh, Indiana all season long. Uh, SMU gets their running back back, who uh, has yep. missed uh, essentially the last two games. Uh, he played a little in that Houston game before getting hurt in that one and then missing the uh, you know next game. Uh, and he's their best player. Uh, so I'm curious, is this a spot where Cincinnati gets upset? It feels like the pressure is getting to them a little bit this season as they're trying to close this out uh, week in and week out. Yeah, this is one I really like here. Uh, I definitely like the 11 and a half for SMU. Uh, I, I just, and that's probably more for lack of trust in Cincinnati. You know, I've just watched this team throughout the year. They just continue to underperform and barely limp by. I think that's why they're not in the top four now. Uh, partially because of their schedule, partially because, you know, even with their easy schedule, they don't blow these teams out. Uh, I think it was Tulane they struggled with and uh, and a few others. But uh, I, I definitely like the points here and uh, probably eyeballing that money line for an upset special as well. Yeah. Uh, I, I can't seem to get off Cincinnati here. I, I feel like they're going to – blow one of these games out eventually. They seem to play better in, uh, you know, versus better competition. So I I think they might be able to cover this one. I don't think I'm going to take it. Uh, but the running back returning for SMU does make me a little nervous because I think he becomes probably the best player on the field at that point if anyone hasn't seen him uh, play. he He's really, really uh, uh, explosive, good running back. Um, 
but my eye is on more next week uh, at at East Carolina closing this uh, puppy out. And uh, like uh, I, I was going to tell you, but then I didn't want to tell you any more uh, conference championship bets uh, with long shots involved and uh, have us ruined in the first weekend. But there is a minor way that East Carolina can end up in that uh, 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 AAC championship game. Now, Southern Methodist would have to uh, beat Cincinnati, and then Cincinnati would have to go down to East Carolina and lose that one there. Uh, East Carolina will have to win the next two, this one versus Navy, and the uh, next one versus Cincinnati. But uh, I I did – I looked it up, and I I wanted to – tell you uh, a token another uh, long shot championship if some puzzle pieces fit right but uh i i decided against it uh this time uh basically just so we don't uh, curse ourselves and uh yeah. hang our hat and shame uh 24 hours after we make the uh play uh but i do think cincinnati is going to at least have one game where they uh, look all right. But uh, I have my eye more on next week, but uh, it would not stun me with the way they've played if SMU goes in there and uh, finally sort of uh, knocks them down off that uh, ledge that they've been uh, teetering on for uh, quite a while. All right, uh, next up, I, I this isn't really a game of the week, but I, I was curious on your take because I have a play on this game. Uh, Nebraska goes to Wisconsin here. Um Wisconsin is eight-and-a-half-point favorites. Uh, Nebraska has not won games, but uh, I really like the uh, nine points uh, here in this game uh, from the Nebraska side of things. It it feels like these two teams are very similar uh, defensively. Uh, They were similar for most of the year on offense before uh, Wisconsin uh, finally decided their quarterback was never going to touch the ball again, and they were just going to hand the ball to their running back while Nebraska still seems fit to let Adrian Martinez uh, ruin games for them here. Uh, So I'm curious your take on this one just because I had a big uh, hedge here on Nebraska thinking uh, they will stay in this game like they've stayed in uh, numerous games uh, so far this year and maybe eventually one of these pops and they actually win one. Well, I, you know, I've I've actually, I think, two out of the last three weeks I've gone against Wisconsin on the spread and I've lost because all of a sudden they score 30 to 40 points a game just because they run the ball every play. Uh, so I'm staying away from this one. I don't. I don't think Nebraska is going to stay in this one. I think this is going to be. And, and and honestly, I think Wisconsin's offense, the way they're running the ball now, uh, will be uh, good against this. I I just, you know, you, you may convince me. I don't know. Uh, I just I don't. I hate to go against uh, Wisconsin and get burned yet again. Yeah, I know. I, I've been going against Wisconsin and getting burned. Uh, I. I... But I, I just feel like Nebraska has been there uh, pretty much covering this all season long. Now, their win-loss record... solid defensive front. Yeah, their win-loss record does not uh, look good, but I, their ATS uh, is pretty solid. And I, I think both you and I, you know, picked up on that pretty quickly and uh, have benefited from it. Uh, now, the only thing that does scare me is, of course, Adrian Martinez versus Wisconsin defense. 
I assume he's going to give them some sort of freebie touchdown in this. So you probably have to factor that into your handicapping as, uh, you know, Wisconsin might not have to score uh, too many points if Adrian Martinez gives them, a, you know, a pick six and a fumble on the 10-yard uh, line uh, for them to have a freebie score. But uh, I just feel like Nebraska's been in these uh, close games all season long. So I see no reason why they wouldn't be in this one, even if Wisconsin has uh, sort of uh, found their life. Now, uh, you know, other than the quote-unquote Iowa big win, uh, you know, their schedule the last, you know, uh, closing out was Army, Purdue, Iowa, yeah. Rutgers, Northwestern. It, it hasn't been like they've run through a gauntlet, and the Army game was 2014, so... All right, uh, let's move to the other big uh, game on the uh, small school front here. Uh, Louisiana Lafayette, Ragin' Cajuns at the Liberty Flames. Uh, I think we both are excited about this one. Both have a play on this one. Uh, Lafayette plus four and a half here. So uh, I'm curious about this number. Uh, Maybe, maybe Liberty has a a better home field advantage than I think, but... uh, I'm not sold that it's going to mean all that much, especially in a season where Liberty is seven and three and pretty much lost every major game uh, they've played so far this season. So I'm curious, uh, this line at four and a half, why do you think it's so big on the Liberty side of things uh, when Lafayette has uh, pretty much after that Texas game done what Lafayette does beat people up and win games. Yeah. I don't understand this spread at all. I don't know what Liberty has done. Uh, to earn getting favorites here, except like you said, being home field. Uh, you know, I haven't really been impressed with their NFL talent quarterback. Uh, I think, you know, like you said, every big game they've, he's failed to really show up. And if and you lose to Monroe, run. you're probably going to lose to Lafayette. That's, that's a motto I tend to live by. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, I love Lafayette getting points here. I think uh, they're a much more disciplined team and a well, better coach team, I think. And uh, I, you know, this is one of my biggest plays of the week for sure. Yeah, the only thing I could work my way through was uh, Lafayette probably more concerned uh, with winning the Sun Belt. Uh, now, that being said, they already have their division clinched. Uh, I think they clinched it in week three of the season. Uh, but, uh, I, I mean, this is a non-conference game, so it doesn't matter to them. But they already have their division clinched. They're already going to be in that Sunbelt title game. So they can take this game a little more serious. And if this was, you know, a game before, you know, a game they needed to sort of seal up their Sunbelt title game chances. But that could be the only side of things where they, you know, they take this game, take the money for this game and sort of, you know, pack it in and go like, we care about winning the Sunbelt, not about beating Liberty. Uh, We have nothing in common we don't recruit the same people. It's sort of like hand us our paycheck for coming to play you and uh, let us fund our athletic department and uh, we'll move on, go win the Sun Belt and uh, go to the New Orleans Bowl for uh, fun and pride. I don't know. I think I think there's some bragging rights in this game too. So uh, well, that's what I, that's what I thought with uh, having already clinched the title game. They can rest guys in the next week. We, week or two uh, before that, you know, big showdown, probably with Appy State. A couple things could, you know, go a little different. Uh, Georgia State still has a minor chance to get in there, but uh, Lafayette, Appy State, you know, rematch, uh, probably on the cusp. But 
I think the fact that they have the Sun Belt division locked up means they're going to yeah. play this game and try to get this win. So uh, even more reason to take that uh, four and a half on the side of things. All right, uh, next one. Definitely not a game of the week, uh, but I have a play here. I was curious on your thoughts on this one. Uh, Florida goes to Missouri. Uh, Is this? Do we need to talk about this game? We need to talk about it because I want to hear your thoughts on it. Uh, <laughs> Missouri getting nine points. I'm feeling itchy to take Missouri in this one. Coming off the uh, big showdown versus South Carolina with a big win, 31-28. Florida is coming off the uh, big showdown of giving 52 points up to Stanford. And then the previous week in their big showdown was... Stanford. Samford. Samford. Sorry. (laughs) Sam. No T. Sam. Uh, The small southern school that uh, is not even remotely in the middle of the pack of their uh, uh, FCS conference uh, 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 title race. So, uh, And then Florida the week before played the mighty South Carolina. Uh, they got curb stomped by them. So uh, I want to take Missouri here. Missouri can get bowl eligible with this one. Uh, for anyone, this is why bowl games don't mean anything. Anyone who's watched Mizzou play and the fact that they are a game away from being bowl eligible pretty much speaks to the absurdity of uh, pe- teams getting bowl eligible. Uh, but I'm curious your thoughts on this one. I, I think Florida should be able to take care of business, but but Mullen can't overthink this. I mean, the, the key to beating Missouri is literally just run the ball every play of the game and, and just keep handing it off. I would, I would run, you know, read option, run my quarterback, run my running back. I wouldn't even, you know, put the ball in the air with a chance to make mistakes. Now Florida's going to have to get a defensive stop, <laughs> which they've proved. I just, I, I still trust Florida and Mullen. However crazy that sounds more than I do Missouri. Yeah. All right. Uh, you're still riding Florida. I, I have a little itchiness about Mizzou. I don't think I've taken Mizzou all year long. So uh, I'm about to pull the trigger, I think, the first time uh, all year. All right, let's move out to the Pac-12. UCLA-USC. This line confused me because UCLA is only three-point favorites here. Um, Did I miss something about USC where they weren't getting trounced by uh, every team they play? How much different is UCLA than Notre Dame here? Are they not just going to run it straight down their throats and beat them up? This seems like a really short line to me here, uh, but maybe I'm missing something. Uh, I'm curious your thoughts on this one. Yeah, I think this is way way too small of a, a, a spread here. I think UCLA's, you know, throughout the whole season, even with their losses, they've been a better team than USC, and they haven't lost as badly as USC has. So, and, and, you know, home field when, the, you know, both these L.A. teams, that's not really a factor here, especially since USC can't get anybody to come to their games. No one's coming uh, to this game. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I I like UCLA. I haven't put a play on this yet, but I probably will add it uh, just just because I, I, I think uh, more of a of a no trust in USC than, than UCLA. Yeah. Uh, you, you could pretty much break it down just looking at USC. Their two wins are a 
seven-point win over Arizona, who's possibly the worst uh, major team in college football now that uh, Kansas has shown the ability to win football games. And then Colorado, which also is bordering uh, in and around. Uh, (laughs) But then they played Utah, uh, Notre Dame, and Arizona State, all teams in and around the same ability as UCLA. They've lost 26-42, 31-16, and 31-16. So why would it be different than playing UCLA, uh, you know, who's coming off said 44-20 win versus Colorado. Uh, you know, they played a tight game with Oregon. I just think this is a pretty easy runaway. I, I, it was another line that I was shocked was uh, so low, uh, judging by what we've seen from USC uh, so far this season and, how they were going to be capable of uh, playing with them. All right, let's go to the Big 12. Uh, Pretty fun matchup here. Uh, Baylor goes to Kansas State. Uh, Kansas State, one-point favorite here. I I, I like Kansas State in this one. Yeah. Um, But uh, I'm curious if you think that uh, win with Baylor over Oklahoma will sort of uh, spin them into better and better play. But uh, really, I don't think people have been paying attention to since Kansas State has sort of gotten uh, healthy again. They had that stretch where the quarterbacks and a couple of their defenders uh, were beat up. But since they've gotten healthy, uh, you know, they've reeled off uh, just wins uh, versus TCU, Kansas, West Virginia, Texas Tech, uh, beat up most of those teams pretty good. Uh, I think this Kansas State team is sort of uh, the sleeper that no one's paying attention to. and I think Baylor going there, going to struggle a little bit. But uh, I do think it'll be an entertaining football game. Yeah, I think this is uh, – everything was building up to that game with Oklahoma. And, and, and going to Kansas State's a really tough atmosphere to go into uh, with, a like, a like you said, a Kansas State team that's surging and playing their better football this season. Um, so I think, you know, the stars are aligning for a big Kansas State win here. Yeah. Uh, also weird, uh, five thirty uh, start time. I I don't think we see many of those. The uh, five thirty uh, kickoff. That's like old school, late nineties. Uh, Sundown kickoff. E- yeah, ESPN two uh, uh, style uh, kickoff time. So I'm really curious about this game. Should be some old school uh, fun football too. To sort of smash mouth uh, football teams yeah. like to control the line of scrimmage. I'm really interested in in that one, but uh, I think that one, I know it looks weird coming off the Baylor win, but uh, I think there's real value there. Kansas State, pretty much a pick at home versus Baylor, when I think these two teams are pretty much uh, really, really similar. All right, let's get to the last uh, big one here in the uh, Pac-12. Oregon going to Utah, uh, probably going to be replayed in uh, two weeks for the Pac-12 championship game. Um this one, I, I've cooled on a little bit. I, I think probably two, three weeks ago, I think we were both uh, ready to jump on Utah. They did make them the favorite uh, three. I, I sort of want to take uh, the Oregon Ducks here, uh, but I'm not quite ready to uh, pounce on it. I'm curious your take on this game. Yeah, I, this is the game of the week for sure here. I, I love Oregon getting points here. I think uh, this, this game is not going to sneak up on them now. That may be different next week. Uh, I think uh, I think they're ready for this one, though, and I, I like Oregon going in and getting a win. I like them getting points. Uh, now this is going to be a close close battle, but uh, getting that three, I really really like. Yeah, uh, I 
I just have a feel Oregon's going to grind this one away. Uh, their defense is going to overwhelm Utah a little bit too much. Uh, I, I think people are are forgetting Utah went into Oregon State. They struggled there. Um, you know, that offense is, is a little bit hot and cold. Uh, it's gotten much, much better since the beginning of the season. Uh, but it seems when it comes up against a defense like Oregon, uh, they probably will struggle a little bit. And I think Oregon will be able to grind this game out. Um, I, I'm just curious if Utah's uh, front line will be able to block Oregon's front line, and there's the advantage there. And that's what Oregon gets here. Uh, it, it wouldn't shock me if they win this one and then end up losing in the Pac-12 title game. I, yeah, I think this game, you know, like you said, it, it could come down to Oregon's uh, defense making a big play, you know, a, a sack fumble or a pick six or just something where they create points there. Um, but I, I see the formula this year is probably similar to what Oregon used when they beat Ohio State. Yeah. Uh, I, I was going to throw this at you too. Um, if you want a little boost in this game, the money line sits at plus 135. Now, you can do a little bit of a tricky play here. Uh, Oregon sits at plus 300 to make the playoff. Uh, so you could take the plus 300 here. Uh, they would have to win this game to make the playoff. And then if you get into the uh, Pac-12 championship game, uh, if they win this game, they'd probably be... a. About uh, you know about a 160 favorite like uh, Utah is, so you could protect it in that Pac-12 championship game. It'd be a little bit of a tricky way to sort of uh, balance your books. Now, uh, you know, plus 135, you might not want to fool with it, but uh, there is some value there on that three to one get in the playoffs. You could play it here, uh, assuming they'll get the win here, and you got good money. So maybe a thought on that, but uh, you'd have to do a, a lot of quick math to uh, sort of balance those books. But there's a way to make money off that if you think Oregon's uh, going to win this game here. So uh, those are our games of the week. Uh, not a huge slate of games of the week, but uh, at least a handful of really, really important games this week. All right, uh, last week we we both got a, a little bit of a struggle last week. I ended up going 6-7 and seven overall. Uh, you had uh, your coldest week uh, in about uh, six weeks uh, at 3-7. and seven. Uh, That put you at 66, 68, and 2. Uh, I'm down to uh, 70, 66, and 3 for the season. Uh, but we'll see if we can get back here on week 12. I, I really have a good feel on week 12. Uh, so I'm excited for my slate. Uh, I, I'm curious about yours uh, this week. How many picks you got for us this week, Dynamite? I only pulled the trigger on nine. Uh, I kind of wish I'd added some more. Maybe I'll tweet some out and throw them at you. Maybe you'll let me add them onto my record, even though I don't say them today. Uh, but uh, I've got nine. All right, nine for you. Uh, I got a few more than nine. Uh, I got 11. I I've probably been in and around 11 uh, for the last handful of weeks. So uh, why don't you kick us off? What do you got for us first? Uh, first off, I'm going to take some heavy favorites. Uh, I, I'm going to take App State minus the nine and a half at Troy. I think uh, App State does a really good job at handling the games they're supposed to handle. So I'm going to take them covering uh, by double digits there. Well, that's uh, one of your plays last week that uh, gave you a win going against Troy. So uh, ride that pony as much as you can. Uh, I'm going to go with Wake Forest plus a four versus Clemson uh, on mine. So uh, that'll kick my things off. Wake Forest plus the four for me. 
Next up, I'm going to take a big dog. I'm going to take UL Monroe plus 28 and a half at LSU. Uh, I also have given one one little side eye at the money line here. This this seems like a an LSU team that may be ready to give up on the season, uh, get ready for their new coach, whoever that may be. And UL Monroe has been a uh, upset uh, upset play quite a few times this year. And uh, getting I like getting the four touchdowns plus a little bit of change there uh, may make some a play on some side action as well. Yeah, uh, we're on the same wavelength here. Uh, I like this as a dead spot for LSU. Uh, You know, that uh, Arkansas game, probably their last uh, sort of stand. uh, uh, Basically, the most meaningless of meaningless games here. Um, And and, uh, UNL Monroe has done this a couple times where they've gone in there and just sort of surprised teams. They do have good coaching, uh, probably better coaching than the uh, other side of the ball. Uh, So... 28 and a half really seems uh, like a lot of points here. And uh, you mentioned it. Uh, I might take a look at the money line here in case uh, this is one of those where the team just totally packs it in and uh, guys looking to uh, get NFL drafted are looking to get NFL drafted and not play a, a late uh, November football game uh, versus UL Monroe. All right, uh, what do you got for us next? Uh, next up, I'm going to take... Uh, you know, we just talked about this our last game. I'm going to take Oregon plus the three at Utah. I, I like the Ducks here, uh, especially getting the points. But uh, uh, I think I think they're going to win out right. All right. Nice. Uh, going with the Oregon plus the three. You got a little bit more in you than I have right now. I haven't talked myself quite into doing it. Um, next up for me, Boston College minus the one and a half versus Florida State. Uh, I think these two teams are about similar. Florida State going yeah. up. To Boston College, it's going to be about 40 degrees and rainy. They aren't going to like that. I think Florida State put a lot into that Miami game to pull uh, that uh, win off. Uh, So I think they're going to be a little bit down. They also have the next week. They have Florida sandwiched in there. Uh, So I just think this is a brilliant spot uh, for Boston College. Between the Miami-Florida sandwich, a lot of effort went into that game. Uh, You know, a Florida team traveling up to Boston uh, in a game you know is not going to be very – Fun weather, uh, so I like Boston College minus the one and a half, especially with a quarterback uh, back for the third week now. Uh, I, I think uh, Boston College can steal this one. Well, I'm going to stay on the West Coast. I'm going to take Oregon State plus the three versus Arizona State. I think this is a, a back-to-back uh, big road trips for Arizona State. They probably uh, pulled back home, slept a little bit. Now they're flying back up and into a really tough place to play, and the Beavers are getting points, so I'm all over that. Yeah, uh, we are on the same wavelength on for sure on this one. Oregon State uh, getting plus three at home versus Arizona State. To, uh, the rumors have already started to fly about Herm uh, losing his job. They went up to Washington, went back to Tempe, now going back up to Corvallis. Uh, that's just not going to be a, a recipe for win. Oregon State's, uh, you know, bowl eligible for the first time uh, since I, I think it was like 2007 I, I read uh, just a wonderful job done by uh, Jonathan Smith there uh, to get this program back I, I think they you know put put a nice win here uh, over Arizona State and uh, continue their progress into good football play I think that's a wonderful spot for Oregon State getting plus at home uh, versus an, uh, a, a weak sort of Arizona State team on the road they've really struggled on the road all right what do you got next for us uh, next up, I'm going to take Louisiana, the Raging Cajuns, plus the four at Liberty. 
Uh, this one we already talked about. I'm surprised they're getting points here. I think they're the favorite, and they should be the favorite. So I, I like getting points with Louisiana. All right. Guess what? I also have La Lafayette plus the four and a half. So uh, a lot of similar picks this week uh, for us. Uh, I, I I just think this spreads off. La Lafayette's a much better team, uh, really on both sides of the ball, offensive and defensive line. Uh, Liberty hasn't shown the ability to sort of hang with those kind of teams. So I look for the same thing to happen here. The only way this goes bad is probably if Lafayette doesn't take this game very serious because uh, it's a non-conference game. But uh, I think they go in there and smash them pretty good. What do you got next for us? Uh, next up, I'm going to go with my Roadrunners, minus the four and a half versus UAB. This may be a heart play, but I, I'm going to keep the keep the momentum going, and they're going to keep riding and win big here uh, and dominate against UAB. Yeah, uh, my next one, UCLA minus the three. We talked about this one. Uh, just think this line's way off. Uh, definitely think UCLA uh, just smashes uh, these guys, especially after the way they blew that game uh, last year. Uh, I think this one just gets rolled up pretty easy. Uh, pretty easy win for UCLA. Um, you know, seven wins in so far this uh, difficult schedule that they played. Uh, I think this is a pretty successful season. So uh, uh, I, I think UCLA rolls this one pretty easy. What do you got for us? Uh, I've got SMU plus the 10 and a half at Cincinnati. Uh, like I said, I don't trust Cincinnati to cover a large spread here. So I'm going with SMU. All right. Uh, next up for me, going to ride Nebraska plus the uh, nine and a half year. Um, been riding them all season long, getting these uh, sort of big spreads. Uh, they don't ever win these games, but uh, they're always a close game. So, you know, I I'm not going to break tracking that trend all of a sudden. Uh, just because Wisconsin has decided they're smartly not going to let their quarterback uh, cost them football games anymore. So uh, nine and a half for Nebraska for me. So on this next pick, we didn't talk about, uh, but I'm going to take Illinois plus the 12 and a half at Iowa. I just, uh, Iowa, you know, hasn't been the same ever since dropping that first game. And, and Illinois tends to keep some games close uh, and, and they, they're scrappy. And I like them getting 12 and a half. Yeah, I, I, I liked that, but with Bly Lemma not being there, I, I'm a little bit nervous uh, about what sort of uh, Illinois uh, we get. Uh, I, I think he's the only brain trust that somehow figures out a way to uh, win these games. So without his brain on there, uh, it makes me a little nervous uh, whether uh, Illinois can uh, maintain. But uh, they, like Nebraska, have been a good underdog pick, uh, you know, all year long. All right, done. Uh, Next up for me, I'm going Kansas State minus the one uh, versus Baylor. We talked about it. Uh, Kansas State uh, really been rolling uh, since they've gotten healthy and uh, sort of found their rhythm on the season after a little bit of a sort of bad stretch there. But uh, I, I think they're as hot as any team in the Big 12 right now. So I'm going to roll with them uh, in Manhattan this week over Baylor. All right, for my last pick, um, this is going against everything, uh, my knowledge that I've learned in the last few years and, and, and just – betting against the spread and, and West Virginia in general. Uh, but I'm going to take Texas plus the three, the noon game in West Virginia. I just think this is going to be one they get. Well, that uh, couldn't lead to disaster or anger text uh, <laughs> as Texas is up 21 and then proceeds to give up 35 unanswered points. <laughs> Let's just say I won't have any parlays riding on Texas. This uh, week. <laughs> all right. Uh, I got three more. Uh, we're going to go with uh, these are all uh, uh, borderline uh, bad teams versus bad teams. But uh, Colorado plus the six and a half versus Washington. Um, they haven't been good, uh, 
but they've at least played hard. Uh, I, I don't know if you can say quite the same for Washington. Uh, so Washington going on the road into Colorado. Uh, coach is gone. Uh, that offense is just a complete and uh, utter uh, just disaster. If you watch that Arizona State game, uh, honestly, Arizona State was sitting there ready to be beat. And uh, Washington literally could not maneuver uh, <laughs> to get any points uh, in that game. So I think them going down to Colorado uh, and giving six and a half, um, I, I don't know if points will even be scored in this game necessarily. Uh, but Colorado at least I think has played hard. So I think they cover this one. Uh, next up, I-, I talked about them a little bit. East Carolina has been getting it better and better uh, each week of the season. Uh, minus yep. four at home versus Navy. Uh, I'm going to ride that. Uh, it's a little bit of a dead spot with the Cincinnati game coming next week. Uh, they got bowl eligible for the first time since uh, they stupidly can't Rufus McNeil uh, a handful of years ago. That program seems to be back on track. But, uh, you know, I, I just think the minus four versus Navy, they should be able to take care of business uh, with the way they're playing, even in a, a sort of dead spot. And then lastly, I'm going to go with your favorite. I'm going to ride Mizzou uh, plus the eight and a half here. Uh, my first Mizzou experience on the year. Uh, but from what I've seen from Florida, uh, Yes, uh, Mizzou will probably not stop them, but uh, I'm not 100% sure Florida is stopping them. And uh, one team beat South Carolina. The other lost to them pretty badly. So uh, I'm going with the team that beat South Carolina in this one. So I'm going to take the eight and a half first Mizzou. Uh, plus, I think that weather will be a little bit crappy as Florida goes up there. So uh, I, I, I think we'll ride the eight and a half there with Mizzou. All right, that's our show for the week. Uh, We'll be back next week for our college football recap and picks. uh, Probably a little early uh, with Thanksgiving falling on our normal uh, Thursday spot, but uh, we'll have our shows for you. Be sure to be there. Uh, Dynamite David with us as always. uh, Checking out of Club Dynamite. We might grab him in studio uh, one of these days. Uh, That's our show. And we're out. Greenlight Network presents Football Time.